sorry i'll have to start again and you'll have to bear with me because i just noticed that one of the clicks didn't uh, take um <clears throat> this is monday the 20th of september 2021 and uh, in our series reflection on the holy quran this is broadcast number 255 and in this we are looking at the holy quran chapter 2 verse 92 al-baqara verse 92 and we we are considering the meanings of the words of this chapter of the uh, holy quran Um, so, but before we do that, I want to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore Ahmadiyya community and that it was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib and uh, that uh, <coughs> he taught us that although people want to bring another prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu this is not possible because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatmul Nabihi seal of the prophets and the Holy Prophet himself told us that uh, it means Lalabiyabadi the last prophet. So no prophet can now come, whether an old prophet or a new prophet. And he further stressed that although Muslims tend to call each other kafirs on the smallest excuse, the Holy Prophet Muhammad has said, that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima that uh, you are a kafir, a heretic, then it is the person saying it who becomes a kafir or a heretic. Similarly, Ahmad explained that people believe that some of the prophetic revelation such as Ayah Rajam, Surah Walayat, etc., have been left out of, have been missed out from the Holy Quran. This is untrue. No part of the prophetic revelation has been left out of the Holy Quran. And uh, similarly, people believe that uh, some verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. Again, this is untrue. No verse of the, no prophetic revelation is missing from the Holy Quran and no verse of the Holy Quran was or is or ever shall be abrogated. He said that he was the Mujaddid, the reformer, promised by the Holy Prophet Muhammad. <coughs> and 
that he has come to correct these errors in Muslim beliefs and Muslim customs and so on. The thing that he stressed most was the concept of jihad. And he said jihad is a duty of every single Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad not as made up by someone else. When returning from fighting, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said that from the Maya Jihad, Jihad Asghar, they were returning to Jihad Akbar, the greater Jihad. And then he explained that the greater Jihad is Jihad bin Nafs, a fight, a struggle against our own desires. Desires for wealth and beautiful women and children and God knows what else. That is a constant and continuous Jihad. Jihad in the sense of fighting may or may not be required at certain times. Certainly, if you are attacked with the sword, you reply with the sword. But that is not required all the time. What is required all the time, as the expressed, is jihad bin nafs. That you fight your own desires. And you control your own desires. And so you make sacrifices for others by bearing hardship yourself. So let us turn to the, uh, the verse of the Holy Quran. I can find it. I've got so many markers in here. <coughs> uh, chapter 2 verse 92. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَلَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مُوسَى بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ ثُمَّ اتَّخَذْتُمُ الْعَيْنَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ لَأَنْتُمْ ضَوَالِينَ And Moses indeed came to you with clear arguments. And then he took the calf for God in his absence. And you were wrongdoers. So today the two words we are going to look at is Atahastum and Ajila. So let me go to my notes.
I can find them. Like the first word, it consists consists of uh, two parts, two segments, as they're called. Um, yeah, one is uh, well, the last bit "tum" is a pronoun, and the first part "atahaz" is <coughs> the verb. And uh, this word has uh, this root. The Holy Quran has used seven words based on this root. Uh, that's not correct. Yes, it is seven words actually. And in total, the root itself, or the words based on on this root, um, occur in the Holy Quran uh, two hundred and seventy-three times. Uh, 127 times the word Ahaza and 124 times the word Atahaza and 9 times the word Yuahizu and then oh, 6 times uh, the word Ahaz or Ahaz rather uh, and then the others occur a few times. Those of you who can hear church bells, I'll just uh, let you know that uh, I live next to a church and sometime, some days at this time uh, they practice bell ringing. So, anyway, the word <clears throat> Generally means to take, to seize, to bound, as in instead of you know like uh, creating the boundary for something like a, a pond or something, seize something, um, and uh, to take someone to task to call to account, to punish, um, etc. So this is, these are the different ways in which the Holy Quran uses this word. In fact, uh, <clears throat> it is the opposite of to give. So to take as opposite to the give, Ata. And uh, as I said, to enclose something. That's the word I was looking for, or the phrase I was looking for. To enclose something. Like, as I said, a pond. You have a boundary and you have earth. That is enclosing that uh, water. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, experts and scholars, they say that... Um, uh, this word, um, its use implies um, um, accountability and punishment. In Urdu we have the word muakhaza. Muakhaza means to, uh, to be held to account, to explain something. 
to explain why you did something, to explain where did you get all this property and all this money uh, and so on. So this is why some uh, scholars say that it actually means, uh, you know, to contain something. So to hold something. So it may, may be literal, like you're holding the water and um, uh, um, uh, <coughs> or it may be to hold to account. Sorry, someone has just uh, asked me which verse of the Holy Quran uh, I'm looking at and I'm just sending him the reference. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> um, in fact, uh, uh, a prisoner, the word in Arabic for a prisoner is exactly the, uh, uh, the same because he is contained by something. So let us now go to the Holy Quran and see how this word is used. So, uh, <clears throat> um, in chapter 12, verse 79, the Holy Quran says, Ma'azallahi anna khuzailla man wajabna mata'ana andah God, protect us that we might arrest someone other than the person who has taken our possessions. And uh, then we have the verse La Ta'khujuhu Seynatam Wala No Neither slumber nor sleep can overcome him. La Ta'khujuhu so, then the uh, uh, accountability, if you look at verse 11, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 117, you have And those who are unjust, they were grabbed. Grabbed in the sense of they were held accountable. Punishment grabbed them. wal Chapter 79, verse 25. Then God held them in this world and in the hereafter held them in His punishment. He punished them. Chapter 11, verse 120, uh, sorry, chapter 11, verse 102, the Quran says, Vakazali, Vakazali ka akhju, Vakpi ka iza akhazal ora. And your rub, when he grabs them, when he holds them, those people who are disobedient 
then this is how he treats them. And this is how he grabs them. And let us see if there is something else. Chapter 5, verse 160. Did you tell, did you tell the people that they should take you and your mother as gods besides Allah? So you can see that this word, if we recap, they are, it's used in many uh, uh, similar ways to stop or arrest as in Surah Yusuf verse 78 or accept as in chapter 3 uh, and uh, and so on. So, and then God also talk about His, the way He grabs people. In Urdu they say, Khuda ki pakar. The way God then punishes you. The way that God holds you accountable for your deeds or misdeeds, etc. <clears throat> there are some uh, people who are helpfully, thank you very much, sending uh, me other verses of the Holy Quran. Um, unfortunately, because uh, uh, Arabic, Western, Latin languages, as they're called, and uh, Arabic and Urdu and so on work in different ways, the verses don't clearly come out. But I can see that is a khazna misakakum marafana hokakum. And so God takes you, grabs you, grabs, grabs hold of uh, you, and so on. So uh, let us now go to uh, <clears throat> the next word of the this verse that we're going to look at. and. It's, where are we? I'm doing nine things at the same time. Ajila. Um, and it's, uh, in a way, it's very easy because uh, its root is Ayin, Jim, and Lam. And the Holy Quran uses it in ten different uh, the ten different meanings it derives ten different words from this root and it occurs 47 times and 19 times it occurs as Istad Jala and 10 times as Ujil and uh, 5 times as Ajila and uh, five times as Ajala. 
So you can see the difference between Ajila and Ajila is that Ja, Jim is pronounced twice in the second uh, word and so on. So, and, uh, <clears throat> and that means it, it, it should be familiar to people who speak Urdu uh, because uh, uh, the Urdu word is comes from this which means hurry. Uh, and the Quran um, uses it uh, uh, with the meaning hasten, hurry, impatient. For example, the uh, uh, <coughs> Quran says, La tahamik bihi lisanaka iltajalabi. And uh, this is chapter 75, verse 16 to hasten, to hurry. Or uh, chapter uh, 7, verse 150. And were you impatient? So, and then obviously, uh, earlier on, verse 83 is the same of the same chapter Al Bakara. And he hurried you, made you hasten. Chapter 10 verse uh, 51. Seeking to hurry, hasten something. And then 10 times of course, it's used for the calf, the calf that the Israelites made when Hazrat Musa Moses had left them. Um, um, you know the story, everyone knows the story that Moses said that he was going away <coughs> to get some instructions from God and uh, he promised that he was coming back and uh, Musa al-Islam was delayed and uh, the Israelites, they didn't wait, they made a calf, a golden calf and they started to worship the, the calf. Hazrat um, Harun tried to uh, stop them but they wouldn't uh, listen. So in 10 places uh, it's used uh, to mean the calf. Haste. Man's nature is such that he is hasty. So, and uh, so uh, speed, uh, wanting something to happen quickly. As I said, you know, the Holy Quran says, some people say, uh, 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 well, generally the consensus is, I don't go in to people who disagree with the consensus, but the consensus is that uh, man's nature is such that he is hasty. He cannot see the future. He wants everything, he wants it now. Uh, and uh, so on uh, and so forth. And um, 
uh, in one dictionary I read a very good example and uh, the example that is given is that uh, although man may know, he may be able to see that uh, uh, haste is going to cause him problems, difficulties. Actually, one, before I give the dictionary example, an example has come to my mind and that is that, um, you know, you want to uh, get somewhere quickly and you break the speed limit. You go through a red set of traffic lights and what happens? You don't notice the fact that there's a speed camera that photographs you speeding. You may get fined. You may get banned, depending on how fast uh, you were uh, you were going. Um, but in a dictionary, I read a very good example of uh, uh, how uh, people, uh, in their hurry to have something now, uh, fail to consider the consequences for the future. And the example that, uh, that is given is this, that uh, there are two farmers and, uh, you know, they saw a crop and then there, there is, uh, you know, it's a dry season and their crop is, uh, uh, they don't get as good a crop as they uh, want. But what they've had as a store is seed for planting the crop the next year, for the next plantation. Now the both of them are suffering from, you know, some lack of food. So one of them decides, well, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to be alive for the next plantation or not, which is an argument that some a lot of people use, you know, I don't know if I'm going to live to see this and so on. So what he does is he says, you know, let's take the bags of seeds, let's, let's make the flour out of them, let's grind them, and let's have our uh, parathas or chapatis or whatever it is, uh, yeah, etc. And uh, then what happens? You know, for a few days or weeks or whatever, he enjoys the food. But then what happens? When the time to when the time comes to plant the next crop, he hasn't got any seed left. But the other farmer who decided to undergo some hardship, some difficulty then although rather than having, I don't know, two chapatis, he has to survive on one chapati and so on, but when the time comes for the next plantation, he still has seed and he plants that and there is a crop and that gives him enough to eat and to plant for the following year as well. The point I'm making is that the first farmer, he may have had it easy for a few months but then he's going to have difficulties. He may have to borrow money to buy seed to plant and so on. And his difficulties will carry on year after year after year for many years. But the person who shows sabr 
the person who shows patience by undergoing some difficulty. What he is doing is he is putting off hardship that he would have had to endure for a long period. And this is something that people uh, uh, always forget. So, um, and this is what the Holy Quran says, you know, that the man, the verse that I uh, read out, that human beings were created, how were they created? They were created hasty. In their nature is haste. And because there is haste in their nature, what they do is, they suffer. They suffer in the long run. And this is something that the Holy Quran says human beings should try and avoid. And this is what Israelites did, wasn't it? Hazrat Musa had gone, he was delayed a little. So what? And because he is delayed, what do they do? They make this golden calf and they start singing and dancing around it and worshipping it and so on. They cannot wait for the Prophet to come back with God's commands on how they should live and how they should behave. I can see that our time is coming to an end. In fact, we've run over by a couple of minutes. So I'll take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. And um, I thank my friends uh, who've been sending me more examples from the Holy Quran of uh, the use of these words and commenting on uh, the meaning of uh, ajr, uh, etc. Uh, it's great. I, I really appreciate uh, your help and comments uh, in this. Uh, with the prayer that whoever you are, whatever your religion, whatever your sect, whatever your uh, country, your tribe or uh, creed or caste, May Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.